Tell me if this sounds like you. You have a brilliant idea for a podcast, an idea that's refreshing in a sea of existing podcasts, but you don't know where to begin. Enter Buzzsprout. As a Buzzsprout user from my show's beginnings, I can tell you it has made podcasting easier. Buzzsprout gets your show listed on every major podcast platform, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You get detailed analytics to see how people are listening, audio players you can drop into other websites, and more. Buzzsprout is also passionate about helping you succeed. They publish new blog posts, YouTube videos, and podcast episodes every week so you can hear from podcasters who live and breathe podcasting. To start your own podcast and get a $20 Amazon gift card, visit the link in our show notes. This lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you and help support our show. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. Hi, this is Morgan St. Jean, and you're listening to my episode of Pop Nerd Lounge. Welcome to Pop Nerd Lounge, the podcast for the creative soul. I'm your host, Steph Ham. Thank you for tuning in to another conversation with a fellow creative. If you enjoyed these discussions, please follow us on your favorite podcast platform to stay tuned when our latest episode drops. My guest this week has a gift for fusing the glamour with the grit. She's a singer-songwriter based in Los Angeles and has worked with artists such as Loud Luxury, Borges, and more. We talk about her time studying in the prestigious USC music program, what it was like to create her EP, and we also talk about women empowerment in the music industry. This is Morgan St. G. Welcome to Pop Nerd Lounge. My guest today is Morgan St. Jean. Morgan, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. You had a pretty unique experience when you were 11 and that you got to sing for the Pope. Can you tell our listener that story? Because I just find that so intriguing. Yeah, this is crazy. I sometimes forget that happened. When I was in about the second grade, I went to Catholic school. That was a brief stint. I didn't last very long at Catholic school, but I did audition for the school choir when I was there. And I have a very vivid memory of the audition. And then a couple of weeks into rehearsals with this choir director, he pulled me aside and he said, hey, is your mom going to come pick you up from rehearsal today? And I said, yeah. And he said, can I talk to her? And I was like, oh, no. And I fully thought that I was getting kicked out of the group. I was like, what did I do wrong? And he ended up asking me if I would be the featured soloist of the group. He told my mom that he thought I had some singing potential and she was very confused And I ended up training with him. He was the first person who trained me to sing. And with that choir, we did like this mini Roman tour and we toured all over Rome. And part of that was we got to sing for the Pope at Vatican City. Oh man, that is so exciting. My mom, she's super into that kind of stuff. And I I bet she'd be like, oh my God, you got to meet the Pope. I got to sing for him. It was the old Pope. He's not alive anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, it was really cool. And it was, I remember there was like, thousands and thousands of people there and just getting to tour around Rome was so amazing. (laughs) But your love for music carried on and you got to study at USC's renowned music program. So how did studying at USC affect your musical career? That's a good question. I think it was really interesting and I feel very fortunate that I got to study at USC and that I was in the program that I was in. I think you can't really teach somebody how to be an artist and that's the hard part, right? Like you can't tell somebody what their message is. You can't tell somebody what they should be saying or how to say it or who their fan base should be. And so that was something that I really had to learn on my own. But I do think you can teach somebody the foundations of songwriting and singing technique and how to perform on stage. So for me, part of my schooling was performing every single week in front of my peers and people that I thought were better than me, which was really intimidating. I think that really made me confident on stage and 
helped me find my home on stage. But I do think the nitty gritty of figuring out who I am as an artist and what I want to say, I really had to do that on my own. That's a really interesting point because a schooling program, if you go to college or something like that, it can teach you technical things. It Mm -hmm. can teach you the trade of what you want to get into, but it can't really teach you things where like you're developing a thick skin from getting nose or you're learning to perform people on all different sides of the spectrum, whether they're, they might be better than you or not better than you. You learn that stuff on your own or when you're in school as well. You get the technical side, but you also get the other life skills that build into your career as well. Totally. And I always say I really needed the years that I was in college to develop just as a human. I don't think I really had any sense of who I was. And I think I had a bit of a tough skin growing up in Los Angeles that will do that for you. You have to be tough and you have to be just willing to stay in the game and in order to keep up. So I think I had a little bit of that just being from here, but I definitely needed that time to figure myself out. And that's when I started going to therapy, which was really big in my personal development. And I went through a lot of stuff personally in that time that shaped me very much. So it was an important time for me for sure. I love that in your bio, it says that you take the tragic and dark and make it deliciously romantic. I, I just found that line so poetic. <laughs> Thank so you. What inspired, <laughs> so what inspires you to make things that aren't typically romantic and put a different spin on them? Oh, that's an interesting question. I think that also goes back to being from this city because Los Angeles is such a unique place and it's this place where people come to make their dreams come true, right? This is where Hollywood is and this is where stars are born and this is where everyone comes when they have big dreams. But when you live here, you see the grittier side of things. And I like to say, I feel like I'm a juxtaposition of the grit and the glamour in LA because I love like glamour and sparkles and fake fur coat. Like I'm so into that kind of shit. But at the same time, like I said, it's not always as glamorous and hopeful as it seems. It's not this dreamy place all the time. And when you've been here long enough, you start to see that and it is really tough and it can be sad and there is a lot of heartbreak here. And so I think the combo of those two things is not only this city, but it's me. And so those are the stories that I tell too. It reminds me of, oh goodness, I'm blanking on the name. Oh (laughs) shoot. It's a really well-renowned director, but how New York is always a part of his films. It's integrated in his DNA. Interesting. And and with your songwriting, it feels like LA is part of the genetics of your lyrics or or your sound, essentially. Yeah, I love that. The genetics of my lyrics. That's such a cool way to put it. Yeah. And the funny (laughs) thing is too, though, I love New York City as well. And people always think I'm from New York City, which is funny because I'm like this blonde California girl, but at heart, I feel like I'm a New York City girl. I think I have that kind of tough, gritty to me. And I call New York my soulmate city. I just think it's so special. And I just, I love that when you go there, everybody's there for a reason. And I think a lot of people feel that way about LA too. But I think just having been here for so long, I'm like enamored with New York and I'm like, get me to New York. (laughs) (laughs) You stated in an interview that you like to illustrate what it's like to be a woman in this day and age. What stories from today's women do you think are missing from music? Oh gosh. What stories do I think are missing? I actually, I wrote a song the other day that feels like it's related. The song is called Never Getting Married and it's not out yet. Who knows if it will ever come out? But the idea is about 
the lyric is truth is I love my baby. He drives me fucking wild, but so does my new Mercedes. So I'm never getting married. And the idea is your happiness doesn't have to come from marriage or a partner or whatever these societal expectations are of women. Like it can come from career success. It can come from things that make you happy that are not somebody else. And I I know that feminism is this huge conversation right now, which makes me so happy. And I think women are starting to feel more confident in talking about everything, which is amazing. But the idea that you can be fulfilled without a partner and without the traditional things that people expect women to want, I don't think is talked about all the time. Definitely not. And I I love that part of the conversation because as a single 30-year-old woman, who everybody (laughs) expects to be like married and have all this figured out at this age. I'm like, nah, society, take a seat, take a chill pill. Times have changed. Like yeah. people are progressing in their careers. They are more enamored with their freedom. And not to say that like building a family and roots is a bad thing or it should be expected at that, at this age. But the thing that I want to get to is that there shouldn't be a deadline or a timeline for people, for women. Exactly. And so I I love that you want to be part of that conversation because it needs to be spoken out more. Like people shouldn't expect people to, you know, be fulfilled, like you said, by a partner or or all these things that society expects us to be fulfilled by. And you can be like, and what this song kind of talks about too, is you can be in love and you can have a partner or want a partner. You can have all those things, but that doesn't have to be the thing that makes you fulfilled. And I think about the idea of a family, like maybe someday I want a family right now, to be honest, I have no interest in that. But if I decide someday that I do want that, I should have the freedom to make those decisions for myself whenever it feels right. And I don't want to feel limited by when I'm supposed to, like you said, some generic timeline that who knows who created, you know? But yeah, I just, I hope that women are starting to feel more open to being able to talk about those types of things. And in the same way that like guys can go around and talk about getting bitches and making money and whatever the fuck they want to talk about. I want to be able to talk about my career and my success and making money or whatever it is. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And speaking of you writing music, that kind of nicely segues into my next question. (laughs) You wrote and featured on Loud Luxury's Aftertaste. So how did that collaboration end up happening? That's actually a crazy story because I met the Loud Luxury guys a couple of years ago at this event. It was called Speed Dating for Songwriters and it was through our PRO and they just like put a bunch of random people together. I don't think I still talk to anybody else from that except for them. And we just clicked and they liked my voice. And at the time they were really nobodies. Like they had their big song had not come out yet. No one really knew who they were. They were sharing a bed in a one bedroom apartment. They had a pillow barrier and I would go over to their apartment and they would be eating ramen because they had no money. And one day they just asked if I would play them some stuff that I had been working on. We had developed a friendship at that point. And they saw this title aftertaste and it was a song I had written before, but I really thought it was like a dead song. I didn't think it was going to go anywhere. And it was like this heartbreak pop song. Like it wasn't super dancey. And I played it for them and they were like, who has this? And I was like, you do if you want it. It's all yours. (laughs) And they had this immediate vision for it. They wanted it to be this like dance bop. And then in the coming like months, they really blew up. And so they couldn't put the song out because they had another song that was climbing on the charts and everything. So my song kept getting pushed back and I was really bummed about it. But in retrospect, it came out at the most perfect time for me. So I'm really glad that it's out now. Speaking of another collaboration, you your song with Borges Famous is such a banger. Oh, I thank love you. It. What's the story behind the record? I don't really like writing love songs all that often. <laughs> and like when I do, like I said, it's like a love song to my career or something. 
But this was a love song, but in this like nostalgic way. It's like a love song for somebody that it didn't work out with. And I thought that was unique and interesting because I don't think it's all that common to have love for people. There's a reason that things don't work out. But to be able to look back at someone and say, God, that was such an incredible time in life. And even though it didn't work out, I still have love for you. And that still was just this feeling of we were and it was I wrote it right after graduating college and I had no money and I was like had no one knew who I was. No one gave a shit about who I was. And just being surrounded by people who made me feel like I was somebody, even if I wasn't like my friends, it could be your friends or your partner or whoever. So that was really what was, that was really what inspired that song was just like being surrounded by people or a specific somebody who made me feel like I was somebody important, somebody special. I love that. I don't think that's a normal conversation in music or normal topic in music because it's always about you got to villainize the exes or you you don't stay together and so it's not talked about a whole lot where you're like hey you wrote a chapter in my life and I'm grateful for what you contributed to my life even though it might not have worked out romantically I still have love for you and you contributed something to my life and don't get me wrong I love to villainize my exes for sure but for that specific song (laughs) I felt like it was just something beautiful and like it's okay to look back at something and be like that didn't work out but it was still so beautiful and I'm still so grateful for that chapter. We live in a world of instant gratification, especially thanks to social media. What would you tell those who want to seek instant virality or fame? They're like, oh, I put a song on TikTok. It's going to blow up and I'm going to have a record deal in 2.5 days or whatever. (laughs) What would you tell those people who are seeking instant fame? I definitely can't relate to that. I have been at this for years and I feel like I'm just starting to get some lucky breaks, but... I would say that at the end of the day, like you can get likes and you can get followers and all of those things and they'll make you feel good temporarily. But who are you when you go to sleep at night? Are you somebody that you can be proud of? Can you lie in bed by yourself and be like, I like who I am? And for me, getting to that point as just a human being, let alone as an artist, because then as an artist, you have to figure out how to express that in songs. But just as a human, that was a really difficult journey for me to go through. And at the end of the day, if I put out a song and no one likes it, I still know who I am and that doesn't change who I am. And so I think that's a really important message for people who are in it for the fame or the followers or whatever. Can you still go to sleep at night knowing who you are? Such a good message because a lot of the the conversation that I have on this show is you have to create your art for you first Mm -hmm. before you put it out to the public or you have expectations of what they're going to receive as your audience. And so you have to be, do I like what I, the message that I'm putting out? Do I like the the art that I I create? Yeah, you have to be your biggest fan first and then the appreciation or the reward from that will come afterwards. Totally. I'm lucky too, because my family is just really awesome and we're very close and they just would never ever let me care about that kind of shit. If, if I was, if it was changing who I was, if you had a conversation with yourself and you thanked yourself for something, what would it be? Damn, that is such a good question. If I had a conversation with myself, I would say thank you for, not giving up. Thank you for your resilience because especially in this industry, especially being a woman in this industry, there have been so many times where I was like all the time, still to this day, I'm like, sometimes can I do this? Is this worth sacrificing sometimes my happiness? This thing that feels like my greater purpose, is it worth it? But I think I'm really proud of myself for never having let that get to me and for never having given up. At least not yet. It's so easy to get to that headspace where you're like, 
um, questioning, okay, should I just hang the towel up now? Am I calling it quits? Because this industry will do that to you. It'll totally. make you question your worth and your value or what you're doing basically in general. And so I think for us, like the, the goal or the win is that we don't give up. We persevere totally. and we like push towards our dreams. I think that is, that's the win for us. And as a person too, like I said, the journey for me to figuring out who I am right now, which obviously is always evolving, but it was really difficult. And I went through some stuff that made me question life in general and question myself. And I'm just proud of the fact that I still am here. I still know what I love. I still know what I stand for. And these situations that tried to make me question that didn't, I didn't allow that to happen. You have an EP and can you tease us what's on there and what we can expect? Yes, we, I'm so it? excited. I have waited so long to put out like a real body of work. So the fact that we're now starting that journey is just like, oh my God, I can't even believe it. We have so far, we've put out the first single, which was called Lola. And that's a song that I wrote completely by myself in 20 minutes. It just like, happened. And then I went back and I was like, what is this song about? And my parents are like, what is this song about? And I'm like, okay, let me tell you. Because it was one of those songs that just fell out of me. But it was, I think what I think it's really about is like, I grew up in this sort of picturesque situation. I have like amazing parents and I was always told that I could do anything that I wanted. And I was always told that I was really smart. And at one point in my life, things started to, as happens in adulthood, come apart a little bit. And I was forced to realize that this fairy tale existence that I had pictured for myself was not real. For me, it was like a relationship that I thought I was going to marry this guy. I thought he was my soulmate and my person. And learning that love was not enough to keep the relationship alive was like heartbreaking to me. And it really made me question everything. And so this song is about that moment when you start questioning everything. And at first it's so painful. And at first you want to hold on to this picturesque, perfect life that you had envisioned for yourself. But eventually you start to realize that like, that's not real. And in order to be a fully fledged, as I like to say, bad bitch, you have to accept those dark things. You have to accept the bad stuff and going through that and coming out the other side will make you better. So that's really what Lola is about. That's a whole piece of it. The rest of the EP is really about my journey over, you know, the last couple of years going from somebody who was a little bit insecure, who was being told regularly that I wasn't worth anything to this person that I am today. And I really do feel like I'm a, obviously I struggle with insecurities and self-doubt all the time, but in general, I feel like I'm a really confident person and I feel like I have a lot of self-love and so I feel like this EP is the journey of my last couple of years becoming the bad bitch that I am. I love that. That was a I long answer. Like, <laughs> I just, now I just want to like cue Alexa to play. Oh, what is it? Truth Hurts by Lizzo. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, that's totally the vibe right now. Totally. <laughs> But I cannot believe that we are here. We are at my final question. I could talk to you forever. This has been such you're a so freaking sweet. joy. Like you're just such a positive spirit. I love that. I, love, I really appreciate I love it when guests that. are like so engaging and stuff like that. I've enjoyed so, um, this too. And I also, I just feel, feel so lucky to even be in a position where I can spread this message and talk to somebody like you. And we can just spread this word of, hey, let's fucking love ourselves because no one can do it better than we can. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's a message that a lot of creatives need 
because we're in this business where we were knocked down a lot, All the like time. whether it's for rejection or people just doubt our craft a lot. And they, we just need to know that we can love ourselves and we can feel validated of what we want to do, whether it's in our personal life or with our career. Like, Absolutely. We are artists and we're creatives and that's a legit thing. People like to think that it's not, but it is. hundred percent. So, yeah. Yeah. My final question for you is what advice would you give aspiring musicians out there? I have thought about this one so often. I don't know why I think about this all the time. I guess I always hoped that someday somebody would ask me this question as if I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I would say, first of all, you have to love it more than anything else in the world, because if you don't, it won't be worth it. You know what I mean? Like you said, it, it, there is so much rejection. There is so much heartbreak. Even the people that you think are crushing it are feeling the heartbreak all the time. So if you don't love it more than anything, go do something else. You'll be happier doing something else, I think. The second thing I would say is get ready to do everything for yourself. Because I always thought, oh, when I get my manager, then I won't have to worry about doing X, Y, and Z. Oh, when I sign my record deal, then I won't have to worry about doing X, Y, and Z. But at the end of the day, it's still your art. So nobody is going to be able to translate that better than you. In terms of I'm trying to build my fan base and connect with more people. Like I have to do that on my own. I'm always the one commenting back on my Instagram. I'm always the one posting things. I'm always everything from the business side to the creative side. I write my own songs. I think about, you know, I do my own styling. Like all that type of stuff is really important because it's all, it all is another way to express this message. So I think just like get ready to do it all on your own. And if you expect to rely on other people, like it won't work. Oh my gosh. Not to be like, harsh. <laughs> she, she took it to church people. Like, come Ah, that Thank was so you. great. Not a lot of people realize that in the industry, especially when you're starting out, you are going to be doing a lot of your own grunt work. Your mm -hmm. own, you're going to promote yourself. You're going to style yourself. You're going to do all these different things. You're going to shoot your own content or whatever oh, yeah. for social media or whatnot. You are going to, you're basically your own hype person 100%. until you, you, know, you get your team. And even when you have your team, like you said, like you are still responsible for the art that you create and, and the brand that you put out there. And so it's very important that you know what you want to put out there early on. So that way you're not lost in your own identity further down in your career. I think that goes back to what we were talking about before, which is like, why are you doing this? If you're doing it for the likes and the followers and the fame, you won't want to do all the work that it takes to actually connect with people. So I think sometimes that it naturally weeds out the people who are in it for that because they don't want to stick in it long enough because they're not in it because they fucking love it more than anything. I had a voice teacher who once said to me, Morgan, your future husband's going to have to realize that you're already married. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I am. I'm married to this shit. Even when I hate it, I love it. <laughs> that is so true though, because my co-producer, shout out to V, but her and I always have this discussion whenever we find our people or our, like our person or whatever, they're going to have to realize that we are creatives at heart. So we might like at two o'clock in the morning, oh shit, I have to do this because it's like, it's in my brain. And if I don't do this now, it's going to leave my head yep. and I can't get it back. Yeah. And so they're going to have to adapt to that and know that we are creatives at heart and this is what we do. It's going to sometimes intrude in life, yep. but we're going to make it work. If they love us enough, they're going to make it work. One of the songs <laughs> on the EP, it's actually the last song on the EP. I won't say what it's called, but I that song was a song that I woke up in the middle of the night, like a while ago, and I was sleeping and my partner at the time was sleeping next to me. And I woke up in the middle of the night and I had this idea and I was like, I'm so sorry. And I sang it into my phone, lying in bed at three in the morning. And he was like, 
what the fuck? Like it's three in the morning. And then the next morning I was like, I wonder if that was even good. And I played it and it was so groggy, but I was like, this is sick. And I finished the song the next day, but it's that exact thing of this is what we do. This is our whole world. It's our whole life. So I think the passion and the love and obsession for it is just so important. Morgan, this has been absolutely fantastic. Um, I'm going to turn the floor over to you and you can tell our listener where they can connect with you on social media or where they can check out your music. Amazing. I am pretty much everywhere. Morgan St. Jean. So just Morgan and then S-T-J-E-A-N. I always say like denim. People think it's St. Jean. They think it's all fancy. It's just Morgan St. Jean. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. I don't know, wherever else you find places. And you can follow me on Spotify, Apple Music, all the places. So come connect with me. I always try to respond to DMs and stuff. So if you come say hi, I'll hit you back. Morgan, this has been lovely. Thank you so much for chatting with me. Thanks for having me. This has been amazing. Special thanks to Morgan for being today's guest. I really love the point that she made that happiness doesn't only have to come from a partner. It can come from things like your own success or just things that make you happy. And I think that's a really great point, especially for creatives, how we should feel pride and we should feel happiness from our own accomplishments. If you want to learn more about Morgan, visit the links in the show notes. Pop Nerd Lounge is a two-man operation, rather I should say two-women operation. It is executive produced by Steph Pham and V. Co. V. Co. serves as the show's creative director, and Steph Pham is the show's host and editor. You can find us on social media at Popner Lounge. For an easy, convenient hub of everything Popner Lounge, visit our website, popnerlounge.com. That's it for this week. Tune in next time for another conversation with the fellow creative. I'm Steph Pham.